Sabbath as Freedom from Slavery. Welcome back to Sabbath 101. My name is Terry, and I'm a volunteer campus minister in Prince George on the campuses of UNBC and CNC. If you've been following along with this series, you know we've been approaching Sabbath from a unique angle each episode. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We hope this short teaching will help you in your practice of Sabbath. This episode, we will explore Sabbath as freedom from slavery. Sabbath 101 could be the most important course you take in university. Deuteronomy 5, 12-15 says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. What slavery is God offering to give you freedom from by inviting you into Sabbath? You can find the Ten Commandments in both the books of Exodus and Deuteronomy. Take a look yourself and notice the distinctions between the two accounts. We're about halfway through our Sabbath 101 series, and we'll be focusing more on the account described in Deuteronomy, how Sabbath is an invitation to serve a different master, an invitation to serve the Lord your God. Let's take a look at some of Israel's history. In Exodus 15, God used Moses to free the nation of Israel from physical enslavement. They had been under the rule of the Egyptians for 430 years. For context, imagine doing 107 and a half university degrees, literally lifetimes. Generations of God's people had known nothing other than the demanding life of oppression they experienced in Egypt. Then something happened. God freed them. Through wonders and miracles, he brought Israel out of their slavery in Egypt. However, very shortly after fleeing Egypt, the Israelites began to complain to Moses about their discomfort in their travels and their hunger. They went so far as to tell Moses, Let us return to Egypt. At least there we gathered around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. In response, God began to rain manna and quail from the sky for this nation, out of his deep love and care for them. The way in which God chose to provide for them, by supernatural means, is significant. He could have given satisfaction for their needs in many ways, but He chose to provide for them in a way that could only be understood knowing it was the hand of God Himself that was providing for their needs. God gives them exactly enough food each day, and on the sixth day, He provides enough food for two days so they can rest, not having to work on the seventh day. In His love, 
God was teaching his, this people to trust him and accept his provision. God is teaching this nation how to rest and remember who he is. After generations of being at the mercy of the Egyptians, the Israelites had to learn how to embrace the invitation God was offering, to live under a more gracious Lord than Pharaoh, to Sabbath, to cease, to rest, and to delight. They were not used to serving a God who proclaims, as Jesus implores his followers, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Your heavenly Father knows your needs Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. God, as their liberator, wanted to free them from not only their physical captivity, but also transform their perspectives to ones of free children of the Creator. While in our world, the reality is there are more slaves than at any other point in history, for Canadian university students, it is rare that these would be our concerns finding food or clothes to wear. But we all have things we are enslaved to. If you are a Christian, Christ has set you free. How do you try to return to Egypt? What do you let control your life that shouldn't? What cruel masters do you submit yourself to for comfort or ease or familiarity? Changing your worldview is no small task. Each experience from our past has a part in forming the worldview we now have. It is no wonder the Israelites that spent 430 years in servitude to the Egyptians had some learning and reframing to do. Dramatic story disclaimer. (laughs) I was reminded of the few summers where I thought it was a good idea to take jobs that start bright and early before 7 a.m., The trapped feeling I got when I would hear my alarm clock blare each morning is one I try to forget, but has stored itself somewhere in my easily retrievable memory. Not long into beginning an early bird schedule, I found that I had adjusted and became somewhat comfortable with the schedule. I became so familiar with awakening in those early hours that even my days off, I found myself unable to sleep in. I was free, in a sense, to sleep on those days. But I had adjusted, to my surprise, to the bright and early lifestyle. This is just one example of a learned routine beginning to change our way of life. For better or for worse, our habits can fundamentally shift our lived experiences. How could spending a whole day each week tuned into God's voice and turned off to the world affect our feelings of captivity to media consumption, to perfectionism, to concern about others' thoughts about us? Although we do not quite have the same experience as the Israelites that had fled Egypt, for some of us, the struggles to stop and rest are similar to the accounts of God's people in the book of Exodus. For some, entering into a day of rest and no work feels intimidating or even impossible because we have become completely trapped in enslavement of responsibility and the pressure to provide for our needs. 
Within God's invitation to spend an entire day sans work and resting with Him is a much larger invitation to trust that He is the provider and will give you all that you need. The challenge this week is to spend at least eight hours resting and delighting. I also want to invite you to reflect on this question. In what aspects of your life are you still living as a captive? We'll be highlighting some specific captivities common to our cultural moment in the following weeks, but it's good to have some self-awareness around our personal struggles. God wants to transform that enslavement and release you into an unshackled, joy-filled life with Him. It is for freedom Christ has set us free, and we think Sabbath can be a nudge towards embracing that freedom. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Sabbath 101 and might just be the most important course you take in university. May our Creator God bless you and bring further liberation to your life this week.